Hello, welcome to In the Whisper. My name is Nita Wilkinson, and I have with me today my guest, Heather Holly. And Heather has been um, in leadership and education, and now she has her master's degree in leadership. Ministry. And leadership and ministry, <laughs> yes. thank you. I knew I'd get that wrong. So welcome, um, Heather. We are going to talk about the wise woman today. Um, so just a little bit of background about her. This is not a study that you heard in Sunday school. And as we go on, you'll find out more why that is. Absolutely. <laughs> so tell me your um, first impressions of her as we get into this story. Okay. Well, this story is one that I honestly hadn't ever read. I mean, I'm sure I read it somewhere along the line, but mm -hmm. it didn't stand out to me. I don't remember anything about it. Um, so I was excited to kind of dig into it a little bit and, and see the amazing steps that this woman took, especially when you consider the culture that she lived in and the situation she was involved mm -hmm. in and um, just... It's amazing to me, too, that they just call her the wise woman, and I think, wow. We deserve to know her name. Yes, I think so, too. <laughs> because she was really a wise woman. And a little backstory on this, um, uh, once again, David finds himself with a rebe rebellion, King David. And um, the perpetrator this time is named Sheba. And Sheba is trying to um, get troops to overtake King David. And so he has sent his army out to find Sheba. And Joab, through some steps, ends up being in charge of the army. He had been in the past, and David was having some questions about him, so put someone else in charge. And uh, Joab just killed his way right up back up to the top. Yes. So he was not maybe the nicest guy. And it through, through their looking, they found Sheba in the city of um, Abel Beth Maka. Yes. Am I saying that right? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> and uh, they come to the city, and they are trying to take their, trying to take the wall down at the city, and this wise woman steps up. So talk a little bit about what what she did, because I think it's amazing. Yeah, I, me too. And I think, you know, how, how had she have been feeling here, this, you know, armies outside her door and, and knocking down her door, and, and she just takes things, takes matters into her own hands. She very peacefully and calmly says, hey, listen to me, what can I do? How can we help you yeah. rather than you coming in and destroying our city? Yes. So, and yes. amazingly, Joab listened to her. He and did. And he didn't listen to King David. In several instances throughout his life, he didn't always listen to King David. But one of the things I love about her is she was so, she was very direct. She was very humble mm -hmm. in her speech to him. And so, yes, he reacted to that well, which is surprising just because of his character and who he was. But she also had, she was very knowledgeable about the history of her town and about um, the why it was important in the city of Israel. So, uh, or in the, in, within the group of his Israelites. And she was able to easily speak about that. And I love that she could do that. So um, he, she, she said, okay, you want him? We are going to, give you his head and she did that <laughs> she somebody did, did it. <laughs> somebody did I like to think it was her but um she did and and the other part that shows how wise she is is that the townspeople immediately took her advice now this is a woman um 
she may have been a prophetess. She may have been a leader within her community. I, I almost think she had to have been, but she was still a woman, and they were often considered second-class citizens, right. and yet she took them an idea and some advice, and they immediately took it. Mm-hmm. And here's why you probably didn't read about it when you were a kid in Sunday school. Mm-hmm. They chop his head off and throw it over the wall. <laughs> yeah. Little Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> it, it is like that. I think that too. Yes. It's very much like Conan the Barbarian, but she wasn't barbaric at all. Not at all. Mm-mm. She was very calm and, and together and intelligent about how she handled it. And I she think that's was. why it was a successful venture. For yes. Her. <laughs> yes. And for the whole town. Right. And I think that's why we can say, we can look at her and say she wasn't a barbarian. Right. She was a woman who had to think quickly to save her town Mm -hmm. and she did and so clearly she was very loyal and faithful to her town to her god and um through all of that she was able to save them by throwing his head over the wall which i just think is amazing (laughs) she's a wonder woman in her own time (laughs) she is and one of the things that she said um, that I found so amazing. Um, there is in Esther, or not in Esther, in Judges, there is Deborah had a, um, used the same verbiage. And I thought this was really interesting. Um, let's see. Um, in verse in Esther, or why do I keep seeing Esther? In Judges chapter five, the song of Deborah, uh, verse seven says, "Villagers in Israel would not fight; they held back until I, Deborah, arose. Until I arose, a mother in Israel." And the wise woman uses that exact verbiage, mm-hmm. and I just find that fascinating. In that, was she referring to Deborah? It's not cross-referenced in my Bible. None of my um, commentaries have said that, but I find it interesting that she would use that exact verbiage. Yes. So I'm wondering if she knew that, you know, it was in Deborah's song. Right. So I'm sure that's something that they all remembered. And did he know that? Right. So I carry more weight because of that. Because she used that verbiage. I, I wonder that as well. So... I thought that was an interesting tidbit, and I think that it helps us to see. I mean, she knew, probably anyway, she knew um, that Deborah had said that, and I thought that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. So as we, there's not a, there's a lot to unpack in a very few verses about the wise woman, right. and we've talked about her, her, how respectful she was, and her humility, and her... Um, calm in the face of a storm, her faithfulness and her loyalty, her servant's heart. You know, she called herself a servant. I, your servant. Um, So we've talked about all of that. And those are all pieces that I think makes her wise. It's, it's, you know, over the years, I see her as a mentor, as someone who's a little bit older. She's, she's seen a lot. She clearly knows a lot. And um, so I see her more as a mentor. So I thought we could dive into some of the things that possibly um, 
she might have studied, well, probably not because the Psalms would have been mostly from David, although there were some from Moses, but go into the Psalms and uh, just talk a little bit about wisdom and foolishness and what the Psalms or the Proverbs has, not the Psalms, the Proverbs has to say about that. And the first one is um, Proverbs 1 verses 20 through 23. Wisdom cries out in the street. In the markets, she raises her voice. At the head of the noisy streets, she cries out. At the entrance of the city, at the entrance of the city gates, she speaks. How long, O oh simple ones, will you love being simple? How long will scoffers delight in their scoffing and fools hate knowledge? And this just sounds like her. I know it's Absolutely. not, but it just sounds like her. Mm -hmm. You know, she's not putting up with anything from anybody. We got to get this done. I'm thinking if there were simpletons there, they were not even on her radar because right. she went to the people she knew could get it done mm -hmm. and, and went straight to them. So I just feel like this, she could have written this. She kind of embodies this proverb. Yes. These verses. She does. Mm -hmm. She does. And then the next ones we're going to read are, um, let's see. I lost my page. But um, one, uh, two, six, and seven. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He, sort, he stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity. Mm -hmm. I feel like she must have walked in integrity to be able to handle that so quickly. I just don't see her as someone who messes with things that aren't important because right. she was so... She was very clear and yes. just took care of business. And, and obviously God's hand was in the steps she was taking um, and that those verses talk about, you know, God's hand and God's... Um, leading of her through yes. that process. Yes. And and you and I were talking about that before we started, how this wasn't really a time when the Holy Spirit was there, although we do hear about that a few times mm -hmm. um, in the Old Testament. This was not one of those times. And yet, God had to have his hand on all of this. And now we're going to read Proverbs 3 five and six which which are my favorite verses in the entire bible <laughs> i have them written all over the place and it um, really speaks to me so and they're important absolutely they're, they're important for wisdom they're important to do god's work there is a lot in these two verses i'll let you read them since they're your okay. favorite uh, so it's proverbs three five and six um trust in the lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight, or make straight your paths. So, to me, I, you know, we always hear God's ways are not our ways. And at every time that I'm trying to sort through something and understand why something's happening, or where something came from, or what's God, what God's plan is with this, those verses come to my mind. Trust him. He's got it. I don't need to understand and lean not on your own understanding. And I feel like that's exactly what the wise woman did. It, I agree with you. It, it, she is the embodiment of this and couldn't have done it any other way. If she wasn't leaning on his his understanding, right. I don't think she could have done this. Right. Because as great as she was, she's still a human. Right. And we often think we have to rely on our own selves. And she, I just don't think was doing that. She was really, really, 
maybe not, I mean, she clearly was seeking God, but she had to have the kind of relationship with him that allowed him to, allowed her to feel his presence Mm -hmm. when she needed it most. And I don't know if I could do that. I don't know if I have that that there yet I'd like to have it (laughs) right yeah me too and and I think with that wisdom you know we haven't talked about this word yet but she was bold she was she was very bold she was completely bold in in how she handled things and um I think that especially for a woman that could only come from God right to be that that bold in that circumstance and for Joab to listen to her yeah that still amazes me I know I I can't get over that and you know I know we were talking I talk about this a lot and I know that you and I have talked about it this the idea of you know seeing the movie when we get to heaven because this would be a cool movie to watch right for sure (laughs) It, it probably wouldn't be very long but I just I just would love to have seen this um and she was bold in her speech she was direct and she was bold. She was bold in her actions for her to even ask for Joab. Oh my good heavens. I can't even. Just that alone. I just need the head of the army, please. I mean, and she knew his name. She knew who to ask for. Mm-hmm. And David, here's the other thing I find interesting. And it's just why even, even in the evil of what Joab did, I just feel like God's hand was all over it because Joab wasn't supposed to lead this particular battle. Right. It was supposed to be Amas, and he killed him. Right. But she wouldn't have known any of that. So she asked for Joab, and Joab was the one that was in charge. And, you know, this is only like, I don't know, what, four or five verses. But right. man, there's a lot in it. And, um, and so, yeah, her boldness to ask for Joab by name, the head of the Israel army. I know. It just amazes me. <laughs> a woman. Yes. <laughs> Who, even if she is um, a, a leader, leader within her community, she is not. She doesn't even have a name in the Bible. Right. So this isn't like people knew she was there. Right. And Joab listened to her. She said, listen, listen to your humble servant. And he said, I am. Amazing. <laughs> wow. I know. <laughs> I know. And I just, her, her boldness, her boldness saved her town. Yes. And, you know, asking for the head of someone. And that was her idea to Job. Yeah, we will get you his head and we will we will get it to you before nightfall. Okay. <laughs> and they did. I know. And that's why I think she threw it because. <laughs> She's Here like, you go. Here it is. Get out. Go. <laughs> well, and something else we haven't talked about yet that I think is important is her wisdom and her um, very clear and direct speech and her boldness came while they're bashing in her wall. Right. Soldiers all around. Huge. Mm -hmm. That she could do that. Because I'm telling you, if I'm washing dishes and somebody's bashing in my front door, I'm not going to walk over there and be bold. Well, maybe bold. Maybe not. Because (laughs) I might be running around screaming, Dakota! (laughs) Go get him! But, you know, that is part of what, you know, she was able to do that. And they weren't face-to-face. He was on one side of the wall. She was on the other side of the wall. Right. And it's just an amazing story. I I really would like to see a movie of it. The actual thing, not something that we come up with on our own. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Even if she didn't throw his head over the wall. It still would be good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So part of her boldness, I wanted to um, kind of go back in the Bible and talk about some other people because there are a lot of bold people in the Old Testament. And there were a couple that I wanted to focus on from different perspectives. 
And I was reading um, an article a few days ago that was very timely with this particular um, passage in scripture, at least to me. And he was talking about bold people in the old, or people that were bold in the Old Testament, which typically were men, um, that the boldness is acting by the Holy Spirit on an urgent conviction in the face of a threat. That was the sentence that he wrote. And I Mm. thought that was really interesting. And while I don't think the Holy Spirit excuse me, he was talking about people in the Bible, more New Testament, but I think it works in the Old Testament. And while it might not be actually the Holy Spirit, it was God's presence. And so in her case, the urgent conviction is people are bashing down their wall and they want Sheba. And that is also the threat to them. Her conviction is saving her town. Excuse me. Her conviction is saving her town. The threat is they are bashing down her wall. So I thought we would talk about um, Abraham and Joshua and and, and the different places they were. Abraham at Sodom and Gomorrah, although there would be, I think, several times you could talk about this with Abraham. But speaking um, from Genesis 18, 23 through 32, when God um, was angry with Sodom and Gomorrah and they weren't listening and they were you know serving other gods or praying to other gods and he was done and he'd had it and he was talking to Abraham about what he wanted to do and he knew Abraham was righteous so he wanted to save him but Abraham was probably fighting for Lot Mm -hmm. but wanted God to think it through and he was very bold right in what if there's 50 what if there's only 10 what if there's only five Mm -hmm. and I don't want to say he made God rethink, but God had that conversation with right, him. and that boldness was there and that conviction. Mm-hmm. And and it saved Lot. Right. Uh, not Lot's wife because <laughs> she disobeyed one more right. time. But it did, it did save Lot. And so, um, you know, he heard, he heard Abraham. And so that's actually talking to God. So we know God's presence is there. Right. And his conviction was wanting to save his family or any righteous people Mm -hmm. that were in Sodom and Gomorrah. And the threat was God was just plain mad and over it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Which he is so many times in the Bible, and I just know he still is. (laughs) I don't know that we're any better. And then talk a little bit about Joshua. After Moses has died, Joshua is now being asked to step up as the leader of this brand new, kind of whiny... (laughs) Right nation, <laughs> yep. And Moses had his hand full, hands full, and Joshua was right there with him all the time. But being there and supporting the leader, and actually stepping up and being the leader, are different. And clearly, Joshua was nervous about this because God told him, "Be strong and courageous." I think you could say, "Be bold mm-hmm. and courageous," mm-hmm. and it would be very similar. And what God was telling Joshua. So I feel like. We, it's a theme right. throughout the Bible where people were bold. Typically, they're named. <laughs> Typically. And they're not, not... the wise woman. <laughs> I know. It but... probably was Mary, because they're all Mary. <laughs> that's true. That's probably a good guess. <laughs> so, yeah, it's interesting. I was listening to um, a podcast by um, Robert Morris this morning about Joshua and about his strength and courage and how many times that um, God had to kind of just keep reassuring him Mm -hmm. with you. He commanded him to be courageous. Yes. He commanded him to. He did. And so that boldness, um, you know, he, he really, he had to step up. He had to be convicted. And, you know, 
it seems like he probably needed coached a little bit more, whereas the wise woman just stepped up and did it. Yeah, yeah. But I think she, that's why I think she had opportunities ahead of this. Yes, to be a leader, to step out, and definitely a connection with God. Yeah, yeah. And and just her knowledge and expertise. So, yeah, I I really, I just love this woman. Which brings us to, why would she be your friend? Why do you think that you would choose this wise woman to be your friend? What what character or attributes? Well, there's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do love her intelligence, how she goes back into the history of her town. Yes. Um, that, to me, I mean... Um, intelligence or or learning learning is something that i is near and dear to my heart yeah many years in education two master's degrees i like to learn so i'd love to learn from her yeah yeah um but also just the the way she demonstrated her clear um her clear actions and the peace that she must have had Maybe not, you know, I, I always hear about the ducks that look so peaceful on, t- on top of the yep. water, but their feet are going 90 miles an hour underneath. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, her heart may have been racing, but as you um, read through this, it yeah. appears that she just very calmly yep. said, this is what we need to do, and I'm going to take care of it. I love that. I never thought of that. But I'll bet you're right, you know, that, that as calm as she was on the outside, she couldn't have been that calm on the inside. She might not have been. <laughs> she was still human. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I, lo- I love that analogy. And it brings just another facet mm-hmm. of who she was. And I think, I, you know, as someone that would be a friend of mine, being able to see how she acted in the face of such um, potential destruction, um, that character, but also knowing that hopefully, you know, she's she's... Well, not hopefully. She is. She said, I'm a humble servant. Yes. So there's just so many attributes that I would love to learn from her and watch mm-hmm. her. And like you said, she was a, a mentor type person. She was. I would love to hang out with her. <laughs> and I I think she didn't make it about her. No. It was all about the town. Mm-hmm. It was all about, you know, I just, I have this vision of her and her her loved ones and this city that she clearly loves and is loyal to and faithful to. Um, and her family and her loved ones and, and everyone in the town, it was important. That was all she was worried about. It wasn't about her because she had to know. I mean, she was a woman who right. knew how she was going to be, be treated and how they would react to her. I mean, they could have just thrown her aside, not gently and hurt her right. or worse just to get her out of the way. And so it wasn't about her. And I, I think that is such a theme of Jesus was never about him. Right. And and we forget that. It's mm-hmm. something I ask God for every day. You know, don't let me make it about me. Right. Because I believe our purpose is to, our ultimate purpose, we use the gifts God give us, gave us, but our ultimate purpose is to take his kingdom further. And while she may not have known that in the Old Testament, and Israel's young at right. this point, this is not a community or a nation that has been there for hundreds of thousands of years. I mean, it's it's very young, and um, she still had that that way about her. I mean, even King David, a lot of times it wasn't about him, but a lot of times it was about <laughs> yes, him. And he was a man after God's own heart. Right. So, but for her to take this and not one. She could never have 
have spent too much time thinking about herself because she immediately went and took care of it. You know, and that's where the the Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 come into play again mm-hmm. because it says right there, if you lean on the Lord, if you yes. trust in Him and you lean on His understanding, He will make your path straight. Yes. He will lay it out for you. She leaned on Him. He laid it out. Good things happened. Yeah. yeah. And and it wasn't, it wasn't about her. It yeah. was about what God was leading her to do. Exactly. And how many times does he give us that opportunity? Yes. And, and you can tell when you're doing it because even when it doesn't go the way you want, you're so much more open to where he's leading you. Right. But when you have your ideas and you're holding on tight, yes. it doesn't. Yes. I find way. myself someday saying, are you sure, God? Are you sure? <laughs> Me I'm too. I'm so sure about this. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I've asked that question as well. And the straight path. Just keep following that straight path. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Heather, thank you so much for your time. I have to tell everyone this is the second time she had to do this because <laughs> I messed up the first time. So um, it's all new, and she has shown amazing grace to do this for me it. a second time today. But I do want to ask you, what are you reading right now that's changing your life? Um, I just started a, oh, about a month ago, Living on the Edge by um, Chip Ingram, yeah. which um, a friend recommended to me. And he talks a lot about finding your purpose in mm-hmm. your life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love the title, Living on the Edge, uh-huh. and because I, I've recently, and I think this is why this friend recommended it to me. <laughs> I, I was talking about, I feel like God's pushing me. Mm-hmm. And she said, just jump. Just go, jump. Yeah. He will catch you in his arms. Yeah. And um, so the title kind of caught my attention for that too. But he talks about surrender, surrendering to God, surrendering all you are, all that you want to be, and mm-hmm. your life to to God. He does focus on. He he kind of twists the word, not twists the word, but uses the word commit mm-hmm. and commitment. Yeah. Um, as opposed to surrender, um, both meaning the same thing, but um, feeling that I don't know if he just feels that who we are as Americans, you know, we want to yeah. try to take care of everything ourselves and yeah. pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and <laughs> not lean on anyone. So if you look at it as a commitment to yeah. God, a complete and total commitment to him, maybe it's easier to let go and surrender. Right. I think that's kind of his premise. And I'm only a couple chapters in, so. I think that, I think that's a, I think that word surrender in so many ways, uh, part of it is things that we use it for. Um, but, um, you know, surrendering is just such a, we don't want to do it. There's just enough inside of us, but it's the only way to really, to really get to know God. And there are times that I have completely surrendered and there are times I have gone kicking and screaming (laughs) and there are times when I just, I don't know what you're talking about. So, um, I, I get it. And I, it sounds like a good book. I'm going to have to read that book because it does sound good. So you're a couple chapters in and you love it so far. Yes. Great. Well, thank you for coming on and talking about the wise woman, um, in the whisper. If you want to find more out about the wise woman, she is in second Samuel chapter 20. There's only about five verses. I think it's 15 through 23 or, or something like that. Um, five, six, seven, eight verses, but, um, There is a lot there for you to look at and learn from this really wise woman. She has a lot to teach us. Thank you so much. Everyone have a wonderful week.